before we get started this morning. Amen. If not, turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter number 6. Sounds like I need to preach on the home again. Amen. From all arguing I've heard. Amen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll save it for next week, maybe. Amen. It is good to be here this morning. Good to see this good number out this morning. I appreciate you coming again. I appreciate you uh, braving it through the weather, what little bit we've got. You know, most of the time, uh, people see snow on the ground, and and uh, first thing they do is want call off church. Amen. <laughs> and uh, it don't matter. <clears throat> it's funny. It don't matter. It can uh, it can be a few drops of snow and. And I've heard people say, you know, it's snowing outside. We're going to have church. I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, it is good to be here this morning. I'm going to get myself in a mess before we get started. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua, chapter number 6. And then when you find your place, please stand out of reverence, out of respect to God's Word. And y'all pray real hard. I ain't had time to study like I'd like to have. Uh, we're going to do our best this morning. Joshua, chapter number 6. When you find your place, say amen. amen. That was weak. That's the weakest amen I've ever heard. If you find your place, say amen. amen. If you're glad you're saved, say amen. 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 Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1 through verse number 7. Let's break here. The Bible says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priest shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we come to you this morning just thanking you, God, for another privilege, another opportunity just to be in your house. And God, we just thank you so much. Lord, that you sent Jesus and died for us on the cross. And God, we pray this morning, Father, that you would just help us through your word. And God, just help us through the times that we're in. And Father God, we just praise you. Thank you for what you're going to do. And God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I think we're staying to be seated this morning. I want to preach this morning on this thought. Child of God, like it or not, we're in a fight. Boy, that's good news, ain't it? Amen. Like it or not, we're in a fight. Well, by way of introduction this morning, I want to give you some history on the book of Joshua. 
And then I want to look at what's going on in this very familiar text of Scripture. Now, it's as you and I come to the book of Joshua this morning that we come to a very rich book in the Word of God. I mean, friend, there are so many things that you could find uh, throughout the book of Joshua that would apply to our Christian lives. Amen. And it's in this book this morning that it kind of divides up into two principal sections. Now, what I mean by that this morning is that in chapters 1 through 12, uh, what you'd find is that you would see that the children of Israel are in a conquest. Now, that's the way that it is this morning with you and with me. I mean, friend, there's coming a day when you and I that are saved are going to conquer all the enemies of this life. I'm telling you, friend, ain't you glad that you know that better days lie ahead. Amen. It doesn't matter if it snows outside. It doesn't matter who the next president or not president is or whatever we've got. I'm telling you, friend, for the child of God, there's better days that lie ahead. Well, friend, if you're safe this morning, I'm glad that we're going to a better land with a better home. But I, I'm glad that this world is not my home, but I'm just passing through. Amen. Well, I'm glad that this is not all I've got to look forward to. Ain't you glad when you turn on the news if you're safe? That this ain't all you've got to look forward to. I'm glad that this ain't it for me. Amen, ain't you? So we see that the children of Israel are in a conquest. What does the word conquest mean, preacher? It means the act of conquering. Uh, It means the act of overcoming. Now, this morning, you and I are in a conquest. You and I are in the act of overcoming. Boy, I like that, don't you? We are going to overcome if you're saved. Friend, what a day that's going to be. Well, if you're saved, we're living in victory right now. Hallelujah. Well, we see they're in a conquest, and we know that they have a leader whose name is Joshua. Joshua means Jesus in our battle. Now, as you and I are in this conquest, Jesus is the leader. Amen. And we're to follow Him. Alright, so not only are they in a conquest, they're in an assignment. And they would, you would see that in chapters 13 through 24. And the children of Israel there would assign the travel territories in which they had conquered throughout the land of promise. So it's God who had promised them the land they're getting ready to enter into. And we see in those chapters that the land was theirs for the taking. Amen. And I'm glad that as good as all that is, there's a land this morning that is ours for the taking. Glory to God, friend. This land is not my home. This world is going to come, is going to pass away. But we are in a fight. So all throughout Joshua, we see the children of Israel are in a fight. But even though they were in that fight, many great things happened to them. I mean, they were led across the Jordan River on dry land. Were they not? God took care of them. And then they were going over the banks, and when they got through that fight, there was that fight of faith. What do you mean, preacher? Uh, before they could get over on the dry ground, they had to take that step of faith into the water before the water would dry up. Now you and I are in a fight of faith, are we not? So they faced that fight. Right after they stepped across the river, there was another fight. I mean, it was a fight all the time. And sometimes in this Christian life, does it not seem like we get through one fight 
just to go to another fight. I mean, we step out of one and then we go right to another. And it's almost like sometimes that the battle and the struggle never ends. Am I right? I mean, there's times that uh, we, we struggle with families. There's times that we struggle with basketball coaches. Amen. There's times that we struggle all through life. Am I right? I mean, friend, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's times that it seems like we are just enduring uh, unto the end. Amen. It seems that way. All right. But friend, listen this morning. Uh, even though we're in a fight sometimes, and even though it seems like we're in a mess, I, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to preach a message yet. I'm just going to leave you hanging right there. Sometimes we're in a mess. Sometimes there's fighting in the home. Amen. But friend, listen. I'm glad we serve a God this morning who make a way when there ain't no way. Well, that's our God. Here's the children of Israel. They're faced with another fight, another conflict in their lives. And here we are in our text this morning. They're faced with the fight of how they're going to get into Jericho. Now, most of you are familiar with the history of our text this morning, but we see they're in a conflict and in a fight, just like you and me. There are times we go through fights in this land, we go through another one. Maybe you're sitting in a pew this morning, uh, this, and you're facing a battle right now. I don't know this morning, but I'm telling you, friend, there's going to be fights. And yeah, there was conflict. But now, uh, let's break in here in verse number 2. So verse number 1, they're standing... Outside the wall of Jericho. And they're saying, I wonder how we're going to get into Jericho. Alright? There's conflict here in verse number 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Now, even though there was a fight and a conflict, they had a word from God. Did they not? Alright. Joshua realized... He was serving to God and already been said that cannot lie. Now God's the Lord. He changes not. And the thing we need to hold on to is that if He didn't lie then, God's not going to lie there. Alright? So there was a conflict. There was a fight. There was a word. And there was a command. The Bible says in verses 3 and 4, And ye shall come past the city, all you men of war. Here's the command. And go round about the city once. Thus shall they do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of Abraham's horns. And the seventh day shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. Now here are the children of Israel, and they're in a fight. Now, I'm going to say this. There's a man talking to me about this text one day, and he said, well, he said they can pass the city, but somehow they had to fight to get the walls down. That ain't what the Bible said. This fight was a different fight that they were fighting. So we know they had the voice from God and from Joshua. And we know they had a command. But the fight this morning that I'm talking about is there was a fight and there was a struggle within themselves. Now you think about this for just a second. Now our Bible won't say this. This is Nathanology this morning and that don't make a hill of beans. But listen, these boys are human. Like you and like me. And here is God... Uh, telling Joshua to tell these people to march around this city seven times and it's going to fall. Now don't you think that boys might question a little bit. I mean, wouldn't you? If God told you to march around something seven times, 
and the city's going to fall, would you be like, God, I, I'm going to do it, but I don't know. All right, so I'm just talking to you from their standpoint. But friend, the key word right here in verse number five is it shall come to pass. Hey man, look, the Bible said in verse number five, they had the word and they had the command. Uh, all right, so verse number five, and it shall come to pass uh, that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before it. Hey, God promised, and God's a promise keeper. He kept His promise then. He's going to keep His promise now. Oh, friend, listen to me. I've never known God to tell a lie. you? Not one time has He contradicted Himself. And even though you and I know there's going to be fights down here, for the end is so much better than this life. Amen. Well, friend, child of God, like it or not, you're in a fight. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But I mean, friend, we're in a different fight. Now, you and I could watch a boxing match on TV. And Brother David, let's say we're going to watch a boxing match. And I can guess who's going to win the fight. Now, I can be wrong or I can be right. Be my man or his. Uh, we can watch a basketball game, baseball, softball. And we can guess what team's going to win the battle. Can we not? We can guess. I pull for Carolina. You do fans, I'll pray for you. But look, I mean, friend, we, we can guess on that. You and I are in a fight this morning. We don't have to guess who the winner is. Amen. We know who's won the fight. We know who's conquered the victory. Amen, friend. We're in a fight. But friend, listen, this fight's won already won. Well, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this thought. We are in a fight. Well... This morning you say, Preacher, I, I, I'm struggling. Preacher, I, I'm having a hard time. Well, number one, remember how we fight this fight. If you'll remember that, amen, I believe we'll win them all. Number two, remember how we've overcome. And number three, remember who to give glory to. Well, let's look number one that we need to remember how we fight. Now, if you're a child of God, it's like Mr. Warren Wiersbe said when he said, you are but a poor soldier of Christ if you think you can overcome without fighting. And suppose you can have the crown without the conflict. Is that not the truth? There's fight, there's struggles. But if you're hearing it, you're saying, the thing you need to remember is you're in a fight, but I'm glad to be able to say this fight is not a fist fight this morning. Boy, I think sometimes we think we're in a fist fight. And I think sometimes we uh, get to the point where we just want to, we do want to fight. Amen. But the Bible said, yes, we're in a fight of wolves. West mentioned wolves, I about come unglued. The Bible said in Acts 20, verse 28 through 29, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter among you, not sparing the flock. Now, there are many churches who have wolves in the flock. Am I right or am I wrong? Amen. I don't know if there's any wolves here, but I'm keeping my eyes posted because God told me to. Amen. But there's wolves in God's church. And there's a lot of folks who say they're saved, but they are ravenous wolves 
really in sheep's clothes. There's a lot of that going on. Alright, so we're in a battle against them, first of all. They're there, we know that happens. But then we're in another battle. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You and I are not fighting a battle with the flesh. We're fighting a battle that's spiritual. Amen. So we cannot fight the battle with our flesh and with our fist or with our mouth. I know mouth likes to do that sometimes, don't it? But listen, you can look there in Ephesians chapter 12. I'm going somewhere with all this. It's going to take me a little while to get into it. You can see how that you and I that are saved are to fight this war. God give us two offenses. He give us the Word of God and He give us prayer. Now, what we need more than anything is to get a good diet of the Word of God. Oh, when you eat something, it comes out. Alright? And when you eat the Word of God, sometimes it comes out. And it comes back into your mind. And friend, God will bring it up and He'll help you with it. That's just the way it is, okay? But look, friend, that's what happens when you and I digest the Word of God. And it'll help us to get it in our minds and remember it. But friend, you and I are in a fight, but God supplied the weapons. Now, I know sometimes the battle gets tough. But you and I are fighting this battle like Joshua and the people did in their day. And I'm glad that you and I are fighting this fight. And the victory has already been won. Amen, friend. Notice again, the Bible said in verses 1 through 5, I want you to get a hold of this. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I am given in a line hand Jericho, the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before it. What God said this morning in our Bibles, He had guaranteed them the victory this morning. And I think sometimes in our fights and in our struggles, friend, I think that we forget that we're fighting this battle just like Joshua and his men were fighting the battle this morning. They did not fight for victory. They fought from victory. You hear what I'm saying? The same way for you and me this morning is that we are fighting not for the victory, but from the victory. God has done won the victory. We are fighting from it. Jesus Christ cried from the cross in John 19 and verse number 30. The Bible said when Jesus therefore received the vinegar, He said, it is finished. That means the fight was won. Friend, He knew that He's going to rise on the third day. He knew He was going to ascend to the Father. And He knows that He's coming back to get His bride. And it's because of that that you and I are not trying to fight for the victory because through Christ the victory's been won. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says, But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hey, wake up this morning. Victory's been won. Oh, friend, 
We don't have to wave the white flag and surrender to the devil because he's already been beat. Well, as I think about the children of Israel and Joshua here, I think about how they won the fight they were in. Now, the fear of the Lord was on their side. Get a hold of this. They feared God. And then the people who were against them feared God. Get a hold of that. As they said, as we said in the introduction, we see the enemy and heard about what God had been doing. Look in verse number one. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. You know why the walls were shut up? The people were scared. They might have heard about the parting of the Red Sea where God had parted the water for them. They might have heard about the water being dried up from the Jordan while it was overflowing its banks. And the enemy was shaken in their boots. So they shut up the city and they said, God's going to blow this place down if they get in here. They didn't know that God would blow it down from the outside. Hey, let me tell you something, friend. The enemy this morning is shaking in his boots because he already knows this morning that the battle has been won. Victory was paid uh, uh, when Christ died on the cross. Hey, friend, this morning, we are not fighting for the victory. We're fighting from it. The battle's been won. I'm not working my way to heaven. Christ done paid it for me. Hey, friend, victory is ours for the table. Oh, friend, Revelation, there the Bible speaks about the devil being cast down in the lake of fire. Don't you think he knows? He's fighting tooth and nail. And he's fighting a losing battle. Because victory has already been won. Boy, if you and me will remember how we fight, we'd be a whole lot happier, wouldn't we? Man, sometimes we get out of bed Think, man, this is a struggle. Or we get in a spiritual fight and think, man, this is awful. But it shouldn't be because we're fighting from victory. It's ours. Why, next time a devil gives you a fit, why don't you just look at it and say, hey, you're a loser either way. I'm a winner through Christ. Hey, friend. Boy, you and I need to remember how we fight. We know the children of Israel text are going to win the fight of faith because they had God's Word on their side. You and I have got the Word of God on our side. Well, I'm glad that we've got His Word. So we see in this fight, we need to remember how we fight. Now let's look number two. We need to remember how we've overcome. Well, how did we win the fight? Well, the Bible said in verses 6 through 9, And Joshua the son of Nun called the priest, said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the Ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord, and blew with the trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and the rearward came up after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with trumpets. What are you talking about? Well, we all know that the wall of Jericho fell. We know that. But what it took this morning was people acting on their faith. If these men had said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stub up and I'm not going to compass this city. It'll never fail. But they acted on their faith. Did they not? 
Oh, friend, just so happens this morning, you and I that are saved acted on faith one day. Put our faith and our trust and our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ain't you glad this morning? You say, preacher, have we overcome? You put your faith in the one who's done one the fight. Amen. Our faith ain't in us this morning. Our faith in Christ by Him we win. Remember how we've overcome. The Bible said in 1 John 5 and 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Well, the Bible said in Hebrews 11, verse number 1, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I want you to understand something. It's because of the fact that you and I have put our faith and trust in Christ, you and I have got the victory. And it just so happens that it's that faith that's what pleases God. That's why we're going to make it. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Hey, friend, I'm going to tell you this morning. I don't know why I'm saying this. God's going to blow the outline all out of the water. But, friend, I'm telling you, if you put your faith in coming to an altar, if you put your faith in doing anything except for coming to Christ, you're not going to make it. You've got to put your faith in Him. I heard a lot of folks make this statement. I understand what they're saying. I went to the altar. Okay. I'm glad it was Christ. Glad he was at the altar. Amen. But friend, listen to me. What's your faith in? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And it just so happens it's that kind of faith in our Bible showing this text. All that they could do was believe God. That's it. And know that it was by their faith the walls of Jericho fell. The Bible said in Hebrews eleven thirty, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. It's by that same kind of faith this morning. Oh, friend, get over this. It's by that faith we know we have the victory. Faith is believing. You know, I could speak words to you all day and not believe them. But when you, by faith, believe something, you believe it. Amen. And there ain't no backing up. Amen. You don't have to re Hey, friend, it's done. Do you believe it? By faith, we've won the victory. Do you believe it? Man, if we believe it, I believe we'd smile, shout around because I believe Christ is coming back someday. I believe, friend, the eastern sky is going to part. I heard a preacher say this week, he, said, he made this statement, he said, I like cloudy days. And I thought, what's he talking about? I hate cloudy days. He said, Jesus is coming back in cloud. I love cloudy days. Said, Man, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. By faith, He's coming back. Friend, I'm grateful for the day we heard about Christ, put our faith in Him, and through that we've won the victory. I'm glad how we heard about He rose on the third day. That shouldn't get old to us. Amen. He saved us, and we all have the evidence of how Christ dealt with our heart. You know what? Faith is not believing in spite of evidence. There's a lot of people who believe that. Well, I'm just going to believe it, but I ain't got no evidence. That's not what faith is. That's blind faith. Don't faith in this. Friend, I know in whom I've believed. Don't you? You look and see the sun. There's evidence enough of God. How it just hangs there in the sky. 
Kaylee looks up at the stars a lot in the car and she'll say, look at them stars. God flung them from his fingertips. Name everyone. He knows them by name. That's evidence, ain't it? All the evidence I need. Friend, I believe one of the major problems with many children of God is they say it, but they don't believe it. You kind of believe it. Hey, friend, it's coming. I believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God, He's coming. Hey, it's through faith in God's Word that you and I will have the victory in this land. And friend, it's this fall of Jericho in our Bible that is an encouragement to you and me to just simply believe what God said. Just simply believe it. That's all they do. They said, we believe. We're going to do what you said. And the walls fell. Victory was won by faith. By that same faith, it will come to pass. The devil will be thrown to the lake of fire. Friend, what a day it's going to be. What victory there is in knowing Christ this morning. And I hope you know Him. But listen, number three, remember who to give glory to. Next time the devil comes at you, say, devil, I ain't fighting for victory. Victory's already won. The price has been paid in full. He'll come to you and say, you know, if you were saved, you wouldn't have said that. If you're saved, you wouldn't have done that. Why don't you go ahead and tell them you ain't making your salvation on what you do, but what Christ does. I'm not saying sin's right, sin's wrong. But listen, buddy, if we'll get our focus on what He does, amen, the devil will flee and he'll run from you because he won't know what to do. I'm telling you, ain't it good to have victory? Well, number three, remember who to give glory to. We know we got victory. The Bible said right here in verses 16 through 19, And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and it shall be accursed even yet in all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot, well, I like to preach on that one day, only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house. Because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed when you take the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. Now listen to verse 19. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. The children of Israel... After the victory. If you're saved, victory's yours. How many agree? Amen. Victory's yours. Now, listen to this. What they done now, they took all this iron and all this brass from that city they had conquered. And they pretty much laid it down to the feet of Christ. Laid it down to the feet of the Lord. Why? So God got all the glory. And so God got all the honor. Friend, listen to me. I'm very afraid we are living in a time where people have devoted more to the things God has given them to the God that gave it. Friend, I talked to myself this morning. There are times that I don't give God all the glory that I should. And I think if we're honest this morning, maybe you're right there with me. Maybe you're not like me. I don't know. But it's Christ who's given me the victory. And I just believe this morning He's due some praise for giving us the victory. Hallelujah, friend. This world is not your home if you're saved. 
We are simply passing through. And oh, friend, would it kill us every now and again to just lay our arms and pray. Hey, just, just look up at Him every now and again and say, God, I want to give You all the glory and all the honor. I want to dedicate my life to You because without You, I wouldn't have a life to begin with. Oh God, I want to magnify Your name. I want to praise You from the mountaintop uh, uh, to the lowest valley. God, I want to give You all the honor. He's doing well, just like the children of Israel after the victory devoted it all to Christ, so we ought to dedicate ourselves to Christ. We wouldn't have a self without Him. We wouldn't be here without Him. Hey, friend, thank God. There would not have been a heaven for you and me to go to if not for Christ. There would have been no hope in this life Apart from Christ, the walls of Jericho fell. One of these days, the walls of this world are going to come crashing down. And the lost are going to look around and that's all they're going to have to look forward to. But you and I, when the walls of this earth fall, in heaven, with Christ, where will be? Man, what joy! What joy! What victory! Oh, victory in Jesus! Hallelujah, friend. When the world's gone and burn up, and then comes the refining process, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth where we'll live forever. The street, one street, we'll all live on one street, not argue. Hallelujah, friend. It's going to be gone. There'll be a gate of pearl. Hey, friend, it'll be perfect weather with perfect people. There'll be no problems. Hallelujah, friend. There'll be no death, no COVID, no bug, no virus, no nothing. I'm telling you, and it's all because of the one we ought to give glory to well friend you and I have got victory so why would we not be dedicated to God who dedicated himself to us and just like Jericho in our text this world is under the judgment of God but I'm glad friend for you and me our judgment's under the blood Hallelujah, friend. I'm glad the Bible said in John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, I say to you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I'm glad the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? I'm glad the Bible said in 1 John 2, 13 and 14, I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you've known the Father with a capital F. I've written unto you fathers because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you young men because you're strong and the Word of God abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. I'm telling you the devil don't stand a chance if you're saved, buddy. Amen. He's defeated. Hallelujah. That's an awful week, amen, for a whole lot of victory. Victory is at our doorstep. This thing's about to wrap up and we are more than conquerors through Christ. More than conquerors. Romans 8, 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. You and I that are saved got victory. 
And remember, He's put us here for one reason. To bring honor and to bring glory upon His name. Man, I'm telling you, when you're out there on a job, bring glory to His name. When you're eating at a restaurant, bring glory to His name. Man, this is hard, but when you're watching a basketball game, bring glory to His name. Hey man, when you watch a football game today, I know some of you talked about the Super Bowl. Bring glory somehow to his name. Flip the Super Bowl halftime show off, and I'm pretty sure he'll get some glory out of that. Hey, hey, bring glory to his name in all things. Well, again, because we're saved, we got the victory. But sometimes it's in the victory we just forget to give him praise. Just forget sometimes to give Him honor. To give Him glory. See, they laid all that gold there and they brought it into the treasury of the Lord except for one man. Y'all know that one man. His name's Achan. And his sin messed up the whole camp. So friend, why don't you just bring your praise this morning. Lay it at the feet of Christ. Here in just a little while, there's people going to be pumped and primed up about a football game that will never shout in God's house. But yet, this morning, here we are. Got victory over the devil. Got victory over the grave. Man, I tell you, it's already been one. Why don't we just give Him some praise? Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I'm done.